0: I'm Bishop Sherman Young. Each week, the Word Break podcast answers questions about God, faith, and other spiritual issues. Here is this week's message. The third sermon in the series, No Limits in God, it was called Believe the Unbelievable. And this is a series that has to do with real faith. We took a portion of Luke 1. We also did that on Monday night. We took a portion of Luke 1. And there are two verses in particular. That's the story where the angels came and announced to Zechariah and to Mary that there was something about to be born. Now, the first Sunday, uh, we spoke to you prophetically about the church being pregnant. Last Monday night, we went over that in some more detail about the church being pregnant. There's another level of ministry. There's another level that God is birthing from us. And I want to talk to you today about how to give that birth when it comes to faith. Thoughts are seeds. When we speak, when we speak the word, we give birth to things. There is nothing that you've done that you've never said that you were going to do it before you did it. And so it is the speaking of it that gives birth to it. Conception is the thought. Would you say that? Conception is the thought. But when I speak it, it gives birth to it. This building was thought of before it was constructed. The car that you're riding in was designed. It was thought of before it was ever designed. And then in a meeting, they agreed and by voice determined to construct it. There is nothing that you can construct without saying it first. And there's nothing you will say without thinking it first. The angel Gabriel came to Zachariah and to Mary. And they had totally different responses when they found out that there was a pregnancy. The angel said to Zachariah, your wife Elizabeth is pregnant. Zachariah in verse 18 said, how can I know this is so? And because of his attitude, the word of God says that the angel uh, made him dumb where he could not talk until the baby was born. But in verse 38, the same angel came to Mary, told her she was pregnant, and she said, I am the Lord's servant. May it happen. Now, Zechariah and Elizabeth were old. He would say, how can I know this is so? Because Elizabeth, would you repeat after me, Elizabeth. Um. Uh, Would you repeat after me? Elizabeth, Elizabeth was beyond, was beyond the, time the time of production. Well, she's beyond the time of production. Some of what I've been saying to you over the past few weeks, some of you may feel like we're beyond the time for that. That's right, that's we, if we were going to have property, if we were going to have a school, if we were going to grow, if we were going to do all of that, we should have done it by now. That's right. We should have done it by now. How come we ain't done it by now? That's right. That's the attitude of Zachariah. Mm-hmm. If my wife was going to have a baby, purely. why didn't we do it before now? Yeah. How yeah. can I know that this is so? Is anybody praying with me? Yeah, yeah, well, we should have done it by now. We should have done it by now. You know, I've been coming here for a while. We should have done it by now. But Mary has a pure womb. Yeah, She's virgin. Right. She's that's chaste. Right. Mary has never experienced any level of sexual intimacy. She doesn't know a man. But her response is, I am the Lord's servant. May it happen. Would you repeat after me? I am the Lord's servant. May it happen. Would you repeat after me? High point is the Lord's servant. May it happen. Now, I said to you last week also, your faith needs to sit on a base. I use that lamp and I use this uh, mic stand, but I didn't get to use it Use it on last Sunday. But you see this mic stand and you see the pole that uh, the hook goes on that holds the mic. This is called the base. Right. What if there was no base on the stand? What would happen? It would fall. The pole would fall over. With The same thing is true with the lamp. The lamp has a base. Now, I took a light bulb and we held up the light bulb and we figured out that without connection to electricity that the bulb would not operate the bible says the entrance of his word gives light faith is light say that with me please faith Faith is light you see we walk by what right by light Light. you're in a dark place how can you walk you don't know where you're going have you ever had to use a flashlight do you have the app on your phone that turns your phone into a flashlight? Yeah. Why do you need that in your own yard? Why do you need that in your own house? That's right. Why is light important? Faith is light. Yeah. I don't see what God wants to do with me. I don't see where I'm going. So I have to turn on my faith. But my faith has to sit on a base. On a base. So your faith, Sets on a base. Now we don't base our faith on feelings. And we don't base our faith on reason. That's right. One of the reasons why m- more people don't move forward. They don't have a base for their faith. Say that you will run in church for 30 minutes. Get a quick sermon. And then go out from that. And take it like you take a vitamin, yeah. Thinking it's going to change your life. God had to bring me into a strong realization not too long ago. I don't mind sharing it with you. Because I believe in exercising, I believe in a good diet. I believe that that's important. I believe that the way we take care of our bodies says something about the way we feel about God. Does anybody agree with me on that? Because he made the body. But let me tell you what mistake I was laboring under and maybe this will help some of you. I was thinking that if you exercise daily, which I try to do, if you eat right, which I try to do, it will lengthen your life. Guess what it really does? It makes your day, that day, better. That's right. You know, with all the working out and and all this and that, and all this and that, and all this and that, all of a sudden a doctor said, Well, you got a problem with your heart. My heart. I'm working on this, that, and the other. How many know that life happens? You're working on one thing, but something else is going wrong in another part that you didn't even know about. That's right, that's right. So you know what? Healthy people, healthy people fall dead on the walking track. That's right. Jogging through town. Healthy people, healthy. Just boom, hit the floor. (laughs) Exercise and diet make Sunday a better day. It doesn't mean you're going to have 50 more years of life. Yeah, that's right. Okay? You coming to church getting a sermon today makes today better. Yeah, that's right. So I yeah. need well, you to make my whole life better than you did. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have to set the teachings on a What I need you to do is give me a year of your life. Yeah, that's right. Not an not a hour. Okay. Give me a year don't miss anything. That's right. Sunday morning, Monday night, don't miss anything. That's right. Special conferences, podcasting, don't miss anything. Yeah. See, that's the price people don't want to pay. Right. People want a shot of B12. Because yeah. like that makes them feel good. They want a Red Bull that's right. or a five-hour energy. Yeah. That's right. But they don't want a total life change. Yeah. Your faith good. needs to sit on a base. What I teach to you is the word of God. But if you don't set it on the right base, then it won't work. And that's and how do I know when people have it on the wrong base when I hear them talk? That's right. Pastor, I don't I don't feel like I'm as close to God as I used to be. See, that's not the right base for talking about closeness with God. You don't set closeness with God on the feeling. That's right. Pastor, I don't feel spiritual. I used to feel so spiritual. I wish I felt more spiritual. Wrong well, base. Right. That's right. You don't set your spiritual walk on feelings. Right. Well, I don't think that I'm as close to God as ought to be. That's called reason. That's right. You don't set your walk with God on reason. That's right. I don't think. What do we base our faith on? The word of God. Everybody said the word of God. Wow. Come on, I need you to help me. Now, there are three forces in life. Feeling. and We talked about this last Sunday. But feeling is the voice of your body. Yeah. Would you say it with me? Feeling is, come on, feeling. the voice of my body. Yeah. I don't feel close to God. Yeah. What do you say uh, uh, to someone when you love them? You're discussing your yeah, feelings. Yeah. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel good around you. You make me feel good. You make me, here's one, you make me feel complete. You make me feel accepted. You know what? You You don't make me feel like you appreciate me. That's all in the body. Feeling is the voice of the body. But then reason is the voice of your soul or your mind. I think I think. I think this is love. I think this is good. I'm thinking it through. But conscience is the voice of the spirit. Your spirit man has a voice, and he talks to you. Do you know, how many of you heard? remember when you heard your voice recorded on a device for the first time, like an answering machine or a anything like that. Anybody remember that? Did you sound like you thought you sounded? And you hated the way you sounded. They said, that's not me. Because for the first time, would you look at my necktie? For the first time, you were listening with your natural outer ears. Your natural ears. You never heard your voice before with your outer ears. Because you've always heard your voice with your inner ear. If you take your fingers and put them in your ears, you can still hear. Yeah, that's right. Anna. And it gets louder. That's right. And it drops directly into your spirit. When you speak faith, it drops directly that's into your spirit. Good, that's good. You hear that's right. yourself speak the word of God. So if you close your ears, you're you're human, your natural ear is closed, your inner ear, which is natural, but it's there. But conscious is the voice of your spirit. The problem in following God is that I talk to myself, God talks to me, and the devil talks to me, and all three of us use the same voice. That's right, that's right. So I can't tell whether it's God telling me to do something, the devil telling me to do something, or I'm telling myself. You say, I shouldn't have wished God would tell me who's talking. He won't. You will only improve your hearing through trial and error. Now, God will never set you up to embarrass you. But at the same time, I'm here to tell you, walking with God, you're going to get embarrassed a few times. Because there are going to be things that you swore to everybody God told you to do. And when you get out there in it, you're going to find out it wasn't God at all. That time, it was you and not God or the devil and not God. First Corinthians two eleven through thirteen. I have it for you on the screen, but please add it to your notes so that you can follow up later. First Corinthians two eleven through thirteen. Would you read it uh from the screen with me, everyone, as my time is failing. Come on, let's read. This is oh, this is all writing, and he's talking about the difference between the natural man and the spiritual man, or the man of flesh. And the spirit man or the carnal man and the spirit man. All right, let's read it. It's only the spirit within people that knows all about them. In the same way, only God's spirit knows all about God. Read on. We have not received this world spirit. Instead, we have received the spirit set by God so that we may know all that God has given us. Third verse. So then, we do not speak in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit as we explain spiritual truths to those who have the spirit. Now, Paul wants to make this very clear that they understand what he's talking about when he writes them. When he writes them this letter, when he explains to them the will of God, he said, don't try to sort this out in the natural It is only the spirit within people that knows all about them, small s. In the same way, it is only God's spirit that knows all about God. Everybody repeat after me. My spirit (laughs) knows all about me. God's spirit knows all about God. Now, you don't want to mix those two things up. That's what I need to talk to you about today. We often mix the two up and get all confused and our lives become unproductive. We have not received the world spirit. Instead, we have received the Holy Spirit sent by God. Why? So that read this clause with me. So that we may know all that God has given. Why did God give me the Holy Ghost? So I will know what? Then I should know more. I should be more victorious, shouldn't I? I should have more going for my for myself, shouldn't I? I should have more courage, shouldn't I? Because I'm not like my unsaved neighbor, who will say, "Well, God gave me five senses. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that." You know, the Bible is the believer's book. You, you tell an unsaved people to read the Bible You might as well tell them to read Chinese If they don't know Chinese It's not for them yeah, that's right. The Bible has nothing to say to a sinner right. You have to accept the Lord first Then the word yeah. works for you and So when the sinner needs to come to God And confess his sins No he doesn't Saints confess their sins Sinners confess Jesus is Lord <laughs> In church, all my life, people say, you don't want to be saved? Come up here and confess your sin. No, sinners don't confess. They're sinners. That's what sinners do, sin. Sinners have to say, confess Jesus as Lord. God raised him from the dead. We confess our sins. And we have to understand that we do not speak words taught by human wisdom. By human wisdom. But the words By the spirit, the Bible says that as we explain spiritual truths to those who have the spirit. Now, let's see how this works with another illustration. Repeat these words. I am a spirit. I I have a soul. I I live in a body. body. Now, here is a glass of water. And this helps me to understand who I am and how I operate as a believer. The glass is something hard and solid. That represents my body. It is the outer part of me. The outer part. Inside that glass, you see water. Water represents the soul. And inside the soul, you see what? And lemon represents the spirit. Now, that's the way I am in life. That's the way you are in life. You are the body. You are the soul, you are the spirit. Yeah. But you are, you are your spirit. Mm-hmm. You have a soul, and look at what the soul does. Surrounds, everybody say, surrounds. Surround. Yeah, surrounds the spirit. Okay. But then look at what the body does. It houses the soul and the spirit. Yeah, now, when we talk about the flesh in church, the flesh is a combination of the glass and the water. Yeah. The body and the soul. The soul is a part of your flesh. The flesh is not just the skin, the tissues, and the bones. The soul also is, is included in the flesh. And your soul is, everybody please help me, the soul is what I think. Everybody say my mind. The soul is how I feel Everybody said, my, my heart And the soul is what I desire Everybody said, my, my will My mind My heart My will comprises my soul yeah. uh, And It is kept In a body Or a glass yeah. When I get saved The lemon comes in yeah. And what does the lemon do Look at the color of that lemon and the color of the water and the color of the glass. Mm -hmm. The lemon is brighter. You see that? When you put lemon in water, what does it change in the water? The taste taste. and one more thing. The color. color. When the Holy Ghost comes into my life, (laughs) he changes the taste. What did they used to say, Bishop? Uh, things I used to do, I don't do no more. No. Places I used to go, I don't go no more. Why? He's changed my taste. Yeah. Kind of folk I used to hang around. Yeah. I don't want to hang around them anymore. He's changed my taste. Yeah. But then not only does he change my taste, he changes my color. That's right. And the color would represent the way I handled my life. I handle my life under the dictates of the lemon. That's right. Yeah. I handle my life under the dictates of the capital S spirit. The capital S spirit has moved into my soul. Yeah. Moved inside of me. Yeah. And from now on, I am lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing war. But now I'm lemonade. <laughs> Now, with that in mind, God wants you to stretch your faith. How do do we do it? This is the last time God wants us to what? Stretch our faith. How does that work? I'm glad you asked. There are two kinds of faith. There's the natural faith or human faith. And with natural faith, that's what every person has, whether they know Jesus or not. Every human being has natural faith or human faith. You get in a car, you expect it to crank. You don't have to be saved for that. You get in the car and crank; you expect it to get you to work. You don't have to be saved for that. You take, pick up a remote control, you expect it to work. You have got faith for it to work. You don't open it up, examine it, make sure a battery's in it, make sure everything is connected before you press the button. You believe for it to work. You go to the doctor, he gives you a prescription. You're not a pharmacist. You don't know anything about science. Why would you take that medicine? And let me ask you something else. Why would you take the doctor's medicine and won't take mine? That's right. I'm a That's human right. being just like the doctor. Doctors That's human right. being just like me. If I wrote out a prescription, and if I gave you some pills and said, oh, you take these, you'll be fine. Why would you not trust me? Let me show you how much faith you have. You go to a doctor who's just as human as you are and probably has a doctor himself or herself. That's right. That's right. They may have just finished their doctor's appointment before you came to yours. They write you a prescription, right? You go to a drugstore. A lot of you go to these big super drug stores. I don't, I go to the little neighborhood drugstore that have a one location. If anything goes wrong, I know who to blame. Mm-hmm, but a lot right. of y'all go to Kroger, you go to Publix, you go to Walmart. You walk in there, this big place with all these strangers, and you give them a note that you cannot read. That's right. I don't have a witness. That's right. right. They type on it what the note says, and you don't know whether that note actually said that or not. And if it said, take these three times a day, how many times are you going to take them? Three times. One time a day, how many times are you going to take them? One time. Well, then it makes sense if it said take one a day. If you took four a day, you'd get healthier faster. Come on now. Doesn't that make sense? If I'm going to take one a day for 10 days, what if I just take four a day? For three days. I'll be cool then, right? Oh, you trust in what they said on the label. Who are they? They ain't God. You know what you call that? Faith. Faith. You go to the grocery store. You buy food. Then you got that food in your freezer refrigerator. You're going to eat that food until you turn on TV and find out there's a recall in that food. Why don't you eat that food anyway? You bought it, it's your food, you got the receipt. I don't have a witness in the room. We love smartphones. Samsung Samsung uh, released their new Note 7 phone. Everybody was buying it, going crazy over it. I love mine. Then about a week later it said, the phones are exploding. <laughs> Setting cars and houses on fire. Bring them back. Yep. Why did I look at my phone and wag my finger and I said, it, it, you, you will work. <laughs> I had more faith in the recall yes. than I had in Samsung. Yep. Yep. That's human faith. Mm-hmm. How do you think you got saved? Human faith. Mm-hmm. You heard somebody witness or preach Jesus. You accepted. But you use the same faith for that you used for taking pills. That's right. That wasn't spiritual faith you used because you were a sinner. You didn't have no spiritual faith. So everybody says, everybody say human faith. We believe people and they sometimes let us down. And you know what we'll do? Forgive them and believe them again. Have you ever taken anybody back that let you down? Why? They already let you down. They prove to you that, that they're not worth your faith. Why did you take them back? We believe in the government. But then we tremble when they said Trump is accelerating in the polls. Right? he can be president. I'm moving. You ain't going nowhere. I remember when I was when I was young in, in uh in school gasoline was less than a dollar a gallon and the preachers saw the price creeping up, they would actually preach if gas gets to be a dollar a gallon, I'll stop driving my car. You think anybody stopped? Because we believe that the same God that gave you 65 cents for gas would give you a dollar for gas. But that's natural faith. The promises that people make, natural faith. We used it to get saved. But here's what the Bible says. The Bible talks about spiritual faith. Would you say spiritual faith? Spiritual faith. Come on, y'all. Say what? Spiritual. spiritual. spiritual See, there are two types of faith. There's natural faith and there's spiritual faith. Natural faith is something that develops in us naturally, just like everything else. The abilities to breathe, to eat. That we, we know as human beings we have to believe in something to get ahead in life. You ever have a child to go off to school or college or you're raising a child and you want them to get good grades and maybe you write them a note, you send them a text message, have a good day today. Okay. Then you don't turn around and say, and don't forget to breathe. That's right. Why don't you tell your children to not forget to breathe? That's natural. There's a natural faith. But then there's a spiritual faith. Now here's what I did. The Bible, you see, is mine. I bought it in 1982 in Anniston, Alabama. C.I. Schofield. And from the King James Version, Mark 11, 22, after Jesus cursed the tree that I talked about last week, Sunday before, after Jesus cursed the tree, they said, the tree is withered away, and Jesus said, have faith in God. Everybody say that, please. Have, have faith in God. God. In other words, Master, how did you curse that tree? He didn't say because I'm God. Because remember, on the earth, Jesus didn't operate as God. He operated as a man, filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Remember that when He was baptized in the Jordan River, John baptized Him. He came up out of the water, and there descended from heaven the Holy Ghost in the form of a dove, and it lit upon Him. Anybody remember that? Yeah. Anybody remember it? Other than me, or do we need to find yeah. it? Acts ten thirty eight. Peter preaching at Cornelius's house said. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. And he went about doing good, healing all those oppressed of the devil. Luke chapter 4 says that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And then in the middle of chapter 4 it says, And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God. But Jesus operated on the earth as Jesus of Nazareth, a man full of the Holy Ghost. When they asked him about cursing the tree, he said, you can curse the tree. You can curse your trees. You can move your mountains if you repeat after me, please, have faith in God. But the reason I circle, the reason I circle the margin for you is because in the margin of the King James Version, it gives us a different translation. Now, the first time I preached this subject, or this text, years and years ago, I referred the people to the margin because the margin says have the faith of God. Would you say that after me? And I know I'm working you today, but it's important. Come on. Have the faith uh, see when I say have faith in God You might mistakenly think I'm telling you to use your natural faith The same faith you use As an unbeliever There is another faith That comes from God And most of us in this room Have never tapped into it It's like money In your purse That you don't is there. Do. How happy you are when you found a fifty-dollar bill that you forgot that you put in your purse. That's right. Ooh, how happy you are when you got your income tax refund and it was larger than what you were expecting. (coughs) I don't have a witness. How happy you are when you got what you call a blessing or a breakthrough that you weren't looking for. But the money in your pocketbook is doing you no good when you're hungry and you don't know it's there. That's right, that's good. How you gonna get some food? When you find that money, you are gonna put it in a picture frame and put it on the wall and say, look at the money I found. How you gonna get food? You're going to take that $50, you're going to take a picture of it, you with a selfie, and you're going to post it on your Facebook or Instagram. And put that money right back there and stay home. No. That's what you usually do when you find good things. You usually showcase it or show it off. Oh, I don't have any help. You usually showcase it or show it That's right. If you're hungry and need the money, what will you do? Put it in circulation use it. Inside of you, there is a faith you may have never tapped into. Because you've been trying to run your life on natural faith. You've been running your prayers by natural faith. Back in the old days, a hundred years ago, the days I'm talking about when I bought this Bible, we had different types of gas. Now right now, you've got what? Regular, mid-grade, and premium, right? But back then, you had some no-knock gas. Anybody remember no knock gas? Nobody remembers no knock. What happened was the technology in the car is you would drive the car, like if you had a General Motors car especially, and you park it. If you cut the car off, the engine would just keep knocking for like a minute. Knock, 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 You've gotten out of the car. Walking into the store and your engine's still knocking. Knock, 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 knock. You remember the knocking it? Knock, 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 So they produced, Charles, another kind of gas called no-knock gas. And you put that in your engine and it ran it smoothly. And when you cut it off, it went off. I told you I'm 100 years old. Nobody remembers this with me and Leonard and all. But then they had another kind of gas. When I first started driving called gas a that was a mixture of gas and moonshine. And the government was in the moonshine business. And they mixed gas and moonshine because there was a gasoline shortage, they said, in the country. And they figured out that moonshine would move a car forward just like gas would. So the government all mixed gas and moonshine together. And it was called gasoline. You know, a report just came out last week about some folk that buy premium gas for a car designed to burn regular. Because they think, think, think it'll make the car run better. And the report, Consumer Reports and some others came out the other day to say, it's destroying your engine. That's right, that's right. But you think, we are notorious for using the wrong weapon in the time of conflict yeah, Naturally right. When Leonard and I lived in North Alabama There was a preacher in our community Named A.C. McCoy He pastored a church named Bruna Valley Baptist Church Kind of halfway between East of Boulder, Coldwater, Cold and Lincoln You know where that is Bruno Valley sit on the side of the road And Mr. Reverend McCoy was a fine man And he was a faithful pastor But Reverend McCoy told me one day He was an elderly gentleman That he had a fear of bees, not in an ordinary fear like you sisters that will run if you see a bee. He was was frightened, excuse me, to death of bees. And a bee stung him one day in the yard. A.C. said he went in the house and got his shotgun. Came back outdoors and looked for that bee. And when he saw either that B or another, it didn't matter, some bee had to die that day. He shot, boom, boom, both barrels, he told me, at that B, <laughs> And this he used the wrong weapon. Yeah. You have to use the right weapon in order to gain the right result. You're trying to get natural faith to release the next wave of God's will in your life, It won't work. Jesus said, if you want to kill the tree or move the mountain, have faith in God, for verily I say to you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain. But you don't say to the mountain with human faith. You have to say it with the faith of God. Yeah. Yeah. There is a faith that God births into us. When we get saved. The lemon. Brings it's own flavor. God. I wish I had a witness around. Have the faith. Of God. Say that please. Have the faith. Well here's a couple more. Renderings of that. From the complete Jewish Bible. It's translated like this. Jesus responded. Have the kind of trust. That comes from God. That's right. Not the kind you were born with. See, the kind you were born with, that's what you used as a child to go to school. That's what you used before you got saved exclusively. But once you got saved, in the package deal was a faith that comes from God. Here's the way it reads in the Bible in basic English. This is another translation. And Jesus answering said to them, Have God's faith. Have you said that? That's, that's, that's beautiful. Come on. Have God's faith. The faith you need to move mountains is God's faith. The faith you need to drive a tree is God's faith. The faith you need to still a storm. You said, But Jesus is God. No, Jesus is a man operating in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Yes, he is God. 100% man, 100% God. And as God, he chose to not operate as God on the earth so he could be our example. So in John 14, he says, the works that I do shall you do also. Well, how can we do that when you're God? Because I'm not operating as God. He said, not only will you dry up trees, you'll move mountains, which is greater works. Because yeah. he never do. He never moved mountains. Huh? He's dry a tree. Am I helping anybody? Okay, i got three yeses. Okay, let me go back to the top. We're going to start all over again. Because apparently I'm not helping anybody. Am I helping anybody? Amen, amen. I need to develop the faith of the lemon and stop mixing it up with the natural faith. The faith of God. The trust that comes from God. God's faith inside of me. And when I get that, I don't have to worry about situations in the natural like I've been doing. You see, we use human faith, and this is the last, so get ready to shout. We use human faith to receive and acquire things from God, and salvation is an example of that. Now, look at my necktie. I want to say something. Please take this the right way. Too many of us are on the begging of this when it comes to God. We think that's what prayer is about. Give me, give me, give me. Do for me, do for me, do for me. Stop wanting God to do something in you and start wanting him to do something with you. That's right, See, we use human faith or natural faith to receive and acquire things from God. Lord, I need you to, I, I want this, I want that. And most of what we pray for is already in the benefit plan. Yeah, right. Your food, your shelter, your clothing, your needs are already set in the salvation package. For you to have to pray for that, Jesus said, you're doing wrong. Yeah. Jesus said, take no thought about those things. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing me? Yeah, right. You know what the answer is? Take no thought by saying. See, thought is the seed, saying is the baby. That's right. That produce. How do you take no thought by saying? You may think something, but you ain't got to say it. Yeah, that's right. Well, if we could ever get our tongues taken. That's right, that's right. We say what we shouldn't say. Well, I thought it, I might as well say it. No, but it came up, it's got to come out. No, no, take no thought by saying. As long as you just think it, you're okay. But once you start talking it, you release things that can hurt you. The natural man, the natural man, the natural man acknowledges natural needs all the time. And the problem in prayer is that in too many cases, we use that natural faith. We need spiritual faith when it comes to achieving things and producing things for God. See, with natural human faith, we take those medicines or we eat that food if. Uh, FDIC or whatever, not FDIC, FDA food, FDA approved. We eat the foods with human faith. You cook collards, you cook meat, you eat that, trusting it's going to be okay. That's right. That's human faith. But if you're going to do something big for God, you won't do it with human faith. When I put that confession on the screen and said we're going to do this, when I tell you to close your eyes and see a building, that's using spiritual faith. That's right. That's using the faith of God. That's right. You said, but humanly, how many people do we have? Humanly, how much money do we raise? Humanly, humanly, what uh, what relationships do you have? But if you're going to do it by faith, you don't do it with human faith. Yeah, that's right. You do it with the faith of God. Am I making any sense? You do it with spiritual faith. You do it by the lemon, not by the water, yeah. but by the lemon. Yeah. You said, but the water is bigger than the lemon. And the water encloses the lemon. Yeah, but the lemon is more powerful. All right. That's, right. that's right. When the lemon got in the water, the water didn't turn the lemon. The lemon turned the water. Right. Right. The lemon turned the color of the water and the taste of the water. Yeah. So it's not the size that matters. It's the right. power. It's the authority yeah. that matters. Yeah. When I get the revelation of God in my life that I need to get, Nobody can stop me. That's right. That's right. You ain't got no money. You ain't got no education. Yeah, but you can't stop me. That's right. That's you don't right. have any friends in high places. Yeah, but you can't stop me. Right. Why? Because I got the limit inside me. Right. And where the limit is, the lemon rules. Yes, right. It may not be as big as that's my body. It may not be as big as my soul, but it is more powerful. Where the lemon is the lemon. Root. I wish I had a witness here. How do I know that? I want to tell you two stories in 30 seconds. Let's more on 30. Remember Peter walking on the water? Mm-hmm. Peter did walk on the water, everybody, right? He did walk. Jesus was walking on the water. The disciples were in a boat in a storm. Peter said, if that's you, let me come. Anybody remember that? Yeah. What did Jesus say? Come! What did Peter do? Step out of the boat. And walked on the water. Why? Because he believed the word. That's right. Watch this. Who is the word? And Jesus said, "Come." He believed the word because if Jesus said come, you That's right. That's right. So he was doing the word, right? Amen. He was using spiritual faith for that, because otherwise you can't walk on the water. But while walking on the water, you see, it's so easy to slip out of it. He slipped into natural faith, And what happened? He began to sink. How do you begin to sink in water? Water's not congenial, it ain't jello. I mean, if you sink, you sink. You go. How do you begin to sink? Bible said he saw the wind boisterous. No. Boisterous has to do with noise and volume. You can't see noise. He heard the Negroes in the boat saying you're a fool. He heard the thunder and hearing produces things. Good faith yeah. and bad faith. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he began to think, I'm going to the water. See, you think begin to sink means he was going down in the water. No, he was going down up here. Because yeah. mm. yeah. you don't begin to sink in water physically. Right. Yeah. You sink. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And he said, Lord, save me. Priest that said Jesus had to reach down and pull him up. What about Jesus just reached out and took his hand and said, Boy, come on, you already walked in. Look, oh. you have begun to sink right here. Yes, sir. You're no less saved than you always were. You're no less powerful. You have no less authority in Christ than you always my had. My but my right, Lord. Lord. right here, right here, boisterous winds, Negro, uh, Negroes oh, yeah. hollering. I, 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 I forgot the wrong crowd. Negroes hollering in the background. I thought I was in Bessemer. I'm sorry. (laughs) Negroes hollering in the background. People telling you, listening to the wrong thing. Thinking about your circumstance. And you won't use your spiritual faith anymore. You shift it over to the natural and you're looking at everything going on around you and say, I can't make it, I can't make it. I wish I could find God. I don't feel like I used to feel. I don't feel right with God. I don't feel like I did. You're back in the natural area. I'll give you another example. St. Peter, St. Peter. Check this out. The night Jesus was arrested, check this out. Peter pulled his sword, right? Ready for war and cut, you know, he, he can't really cut that well, but he cut and cut one of the soldier's ear off. He assaulted the food off. What do you get for that? It's right. Jesus took the ear and put it back on. and said, son, you're gonna get all of us killed out here. What? That's what he meant when he said, he lived by the sword and I said, we about, we about all died. i will here fooling around with you. <laughs> And he healed the guy's ear. About a couple of years, if that long later, St. Peter, I don't think it was two years, maybe a year St. Peter was put in prison for his ministry. And he was put on death row and on the schedule, on the wall, it read, Peter's execution tomorrow morning. The Bible said he was kept between two soldiers. That's right, that's right. And he went to sleep. First of all, you on death row. How do you sleep on death row? <laughs> I, I, you hear a lot of sounds on death row, but snoring ain't one of them. Especially when your execution is the next day. You hear people praying, you hear people crying, you hear people screaming, you're in about a <laughs> <laughs> But beyond that, Bishop, he slept between two soldiers. Now he had cut a soldier's ear off, a police officer's ear off a year ago. If anybody's going to get you, what happens in this city when you shoot a policeman? The police come after you, after with you. everything they've got, and if they see you, you're done. He went to sleep between two cops knowing that the cops should have been trying to kill him for what he did. What well, would have been funny if he looked up one of those cops out of scar right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the right, I got you now. <laughs> Spiritual faith. Okay, I'm through. I'm through with this point, I, and I'm serious. In natural faith, he cut the guys ear off ready to fight, thinking Jesus was getting ready to start a revolution. In spiritual faith, he went to sleep between two cops because he knew that they couldn't hurt him. He knew that if that execution was tomorrow, the church was praying for him. That's right. And it would never happen. That's Amen. Right. That's right. Yeah. Spiritual faith will let you sleep at that night. That's right. Spiritual faith will build up so much confidence in you that folk that have sworn they're going to get you. He makes a table for me in the presence of oh, my enemies. And my enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Spiritual faith. Yeah. will cause you to rest. There's natural faith and there's spiritual faith. How God. He said, rest, I don't know how to get it. And you already got it. You already have it. Amen. You just got to start using, using it. Using it. Amen. Well, Pastor, if I already have it, how do I use it? Why do you think I've been asking you? Read through the Bible. Yeah. You say, I want my life to change. I know exactly what you need to do. Read through the New Testament, Genesis, Revelation 1. Back up when you finish and read through it again. Second time. Back up and start again. I promise you, by the third time, your whole life will start changing. Stuff will start falling off of you. Ideas, attitudes, your victory will be more secure. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Word of God. I promise you. I promise you that God faith only grows when you get connected to the Bible. Well, I don't know how to read the Bible. Read it. Read it. Just start reading. Start reading. When it puts me to sleep, wake up and read. And you know what you find out—that God faith.